Well, I didn't know where to start, but now I do. The best place to start is at the beginning. A lot of people are asking about what happened, what is happening, which side should I take, should I take a side? And there is some confusion. There are people that, oddly enough, are in a mysterious state of mind. They, they think that when they side with Hamas or the Palestinians or Gaza, that somehow they are exhibiting a noble and benevolent heart. And I just want to start out by saying that when it comes to women and children and innocent people, no matter what their ethnicity, we always want to look for life and the betterment of life. We want to try to do our best to salvage human beings, not only naturally, but especially spiritually. But the sad fact of the matter is we're living in a real world and the world has had war break out historically, frequently, numerous, many times over the centuries and the millennium. So I want to give you some perspective. It's going to take more than one podcast um, to address what's going on in the world. And the thing that is most recent and seems to be the prominent focus in the news media is the war in the Middle East that just broke out a few days ago. Before I get started, I want to point out our border in the United States of America is being neglected for the sake of the borders of other countries. This is an error, and it should be a lesson learned when borders of other countries are breached and there is a complacency that in, ensues that causes people to neglect their vigilance and their posture of um, attentiveness to their borders, then danger lurks and danger invades. Okay, so let me read in the Bible from Genesis chapter 12. And before I do that, I want to point out that I believe a lot of the error, a lot of the misunderstanding that's taking place around the world in any sector of the world, in any event that transpires, is because people don't understand history. They don't understand that there's only one true God, that he has a will, he has a plan, and he selects and elects a people throughout various eras of history. He will find somebody to put his spirit on to use for his glory. And when he does, when you oppose that, you're putting yourself against God. Um, this is what I believe it was Gamaliel said when they were deliberating on what to do with Jesus. That he said that, look, if this is not of God, it'll come to naught. But if, it, if it's of God you don't want to find yourself fighting against God. And that's, that's the, the thing here. If you're going to take a side, you need to, be, need to be on God's side. 
was it Joshua said that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord? Who is on the Lord's side? And that day there were 3,000 that were killed because they did not choose to get on the side of Yahweh Elohim. Now right after the flood, as humanity migrated into the um, ultimately 70 nations, the 70 original nations of uh, Genesis 10, you can count them, and it happened uh, because of... Uh, what happened in Genesis 11. I know that sounds a little backwards, but in Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel story and the confusion of the languages because people were, again, rebelling against God's way, to put it in a nutshell. Seventy nations came out of that, which were the descendants of uh, Noah, then Ham, Sham, and Japheth, and then their descendants. Seventy nations came out of that. And uh, they were dispossessed by God because of the Tower of Babel, to put it in a nutshell. It's a longer explanation than that, but just to make it quickly. Then, God doesn't have a people at that point. So what does he do? Because he has a plan, he's always going to have a people, and he's going to bring the Messiah to the earth. So we go to Genesis 12, and I'm going to read... Nine verses there, and this will help us begin our podcast series about what's going on in Israel, in Palestine, in the Middle East, and even the world. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Notice that, to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So God's getting ready here in Genesis 12 through Abram, who will be Abraham, he's getting ready to bring a nation from his loins. He's getting ready to bless all the other nations through him. But there is a warning along with the blessing. If anybody curses you, then God said, I will curse them. But if they bless you, I will bless them. So in verse 4, the Bible says, So Abram departed as the Lord has spoken to him, and Lot went with him. That was his nephew. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. So Haran is um, positioned kind of north, north, northeast of Israel. If you can think of Israel today, it would have been north-northeast of Israel. What, what were they doing in Haran? Well, Abram's father, Terah, had already left the Ur of the Chaldees, which is where they came from, which is considered to be somewhere in uh, modern-day Iraq, and traveled up the Euphrates River and settled in Haran. So this was... As you continue to delve into this, you find out over the years, 
this was a process for God to get Abram to the land that he's promising him. But currently, he's north of that land, and they have to go south to that land. Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, she's not yet called Sarah, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. Okay, so it, this land was not called Israel. Then it was called Canaan, and there were various tribes in the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. And this basically is the land we're talking about today with some configurations of the border that might be varied to some extent. And then also the, the size of the land. So they came to the, uh, to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem as far as the terebinth tree of Morah. And the Canaanites were then in the land. Okay, that's important because later those Canaanites, which is a generic term for all the tribes, the Hivites, the Jebusites, all the various ites that were in the land are going to be driven out by the nation of Israel after the nation uh, is born and becomes the power that it was to be. That's not yet happened because it's only a promise at this point. Abram passes through the land to the place of Shechem. Um, this will be between uh, Mount Gerashim and um, Ebal. I think it's Ebal off the top of my head, but this place of uh, Shechem as far as the terebinth tree. And some of these places will eventually become uh, where certain things transpire. So that's why the writer, in this case Moses, includes them in the writing. Because keep in mind, uh, Moses is writing in retrospect. And so he's able to think of things that have happened and then think of places before they happen and, and it makes that, that connection. Then, in the verse 7, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. Now notice who's given the land. There's people in that land, but they're not going to stay there. And there's reasons for that that we can't get into in this podcast. But those Canaanites will be dispossessed from the land when the Israelites come into the land. Because God is giving them this land. And there's a, an explanation and a righteous reason for this that I'm not going to get into on this podcast. So I know it sounds like I'm leaving loose ends, and, and I am, that I will try to tie up as the podcast goes, uh, series goes forward. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. God gave this land to Abram's descendants. And there he, Abram, built an altar to the Lord. And I want to point out that it says Lord, all capitalized, which is one specific God, Yahweh. Some people call it, say it Jehovah, 
but the tetragrammaton, the letters in English, Y-H-W-H, translated Yahweh or, and some people say Jehovah. So you may have heard either one. And I won't get into bickering about which one is proper, but I, I generally use Yahweh. There he built an altar to the Lord, Yahweh, who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. Okay, that's all I'm going to read right now. And I'm going to try to bring this particular episode to a close. Notice that Abram has been given a promise about the land being given to his descendants. And he is currently transversing that land. Okay, so it's very important for you to understand God called a nation from the loins of Abram and he's going to give them this land. And that's where I'm going to end this podcast because I want you to come back and listen to the next podcast to help you understand what's going on in the world and what position you should take. And hopefully you will make sure that you are on the Lord's side. That's the best side. That's the winning side. Paul said in Romans 8, if God be for us, who can be against us? Have a great day and come back and listen again for the next episode on the prophetic angle and we will continue to enlighten you about what's happening in the world.